Welcome to Season 2 of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting Podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Brother Lars was recorded on September 1st, 2022. Glad to be here. Honor and a privilege, as usual. Thank you so much. Um, so I guess a deep breath. Um, I think there's some unique stuff here. You might want to grab some paper and a pen. Um, if not for your own uh, enjoyment, but uh, to argue with me later. <laughs> so I guess I'd like to start with the inner child because uh, that's where we all started. And uh, I want to see if I can share something here. Oh, I don't see it on the screen. So, yeah. Wonderful you. And hopefully your life continued on that way. Got all the, the love and kindness and caring and compassion and mentoring that you needed to the arc of your life just shot for the moon. Not everybody got it that way. <laughs> I guess my story, my parents... They grew up, they had a tough time growing up. Um, my mother, uh, her father, mother and father divorced and then remarried. And then her father died when she was a kid. And then uh, she had to, she left home early because it was so difficult. My father, he lived in 18 different same places by the time he was 18, sometimes with other families and uh, getting kicked out of school. Yeah, tough times. So they didn't have the good stuff to give to me. And I understood that. So I've always had forgiveness for them and very little resentment. They just didn't have the tools. So the arc of my life wasn't what it could be, that's for sure. Um, there's a really uh, great video on the true self, false self. You would think it was made by ACA. And uh, the, the basis of it uh, denied the chance to be the true self growing up. Our chance as a child to be demanding, aggressive, willful, and difficult and selfish because the caregivers were too distracted or too busy or fragile. So we become codependent and comply 24-7 to be loved and cared for. We become false and it dogs us from then on. We needed the luxury of a time when we didn't have to bother with the feelings and needs of others. Instead, our caregivers adapt themselves to our wants and needs. We can be rude, shocking, and disgusting. Sweet, yes, but on our own terms and own time schedule and not to bargain for love. Gradually and willingly, we develop our false self to submit to the demands of school and peers and siblings then work and friends and partners. 
too many of us grew up with maybe a depressed mother or a raging father or difficult children or difficult siblings who demanded all the attention. Well, ACA is our second chance. And we can reparent ourselves the way we should have been. Um, the other really powerful thing that I find about growing up is the stages of development, Eric Erickson's. Um, the, the first stage, trust and mistrust. What a huge, huge thing, you know. I was lucky. My mother did care for me well as a, as a baby, those first few years. And I did get the love that I needed, the caring and but too many parents, you know, if our parents are immigrants, if they're poor, if there's a war going on outside, ugh, I cry over that regularly, those poor Ukrainian kids. If, uh, if our parents have to move too much, if uh, they lose jobs, so many different things cause pressure and stress on the family. And we feel that stress too. For me, I, it seemed like a cloud over the family and seemed to have it on a leash, a leash and dragging it around with me all the time. So yeah, if we didn't get reliable feeding, affection, the five Fs, affirmation, attention, acceptance, appreciation, and affection. Instead, abandonment, um, shame and blame, suspicion and fear. Too many of us had that growing up. Then uh, did we learn to uh, dress ourselves and feed ourselves and the potty training? You know, did that go well? Or was that another thing to be screamed at about and fight about and... Uh, and those bad things that happen early on just drag on for the rest of our lives. At least they did for me. Those things were stuck with me. I'll speak for myself. Preschool, I did well. I, uh, I learned to play. I learned to count, uh, play with others and read and draw and paint. And I don't remember yelling and hitting and biting, but <laughs> there, was, there was that going on. Um, yeah, trying to get off to school every morning. Was it a pleasant affair or was there more screaming and fighting? And yeah. Um, then getting into school, ages five through 12. Um, did we feel competent? Did we have proficiency or did we feel inferiority and defeat? This is when we really get into the reading and writing and games, sports, and, uh, are we a go-getter or are we thought as, of, as lazy and worthless? Did we get the strong roots? Did we get the strong wings? Or uh, like, like a, I like to take pictures of trees that have been, uh, their roots are washed away. It's like homelessness and it's like a dysfunctional childhood. And it just hits me when I see those trees. Uh, the next stage was adolescence, and uh, 
did we get a strong identity or did we uh, end up with identity confusion? And yeah, my parents were so distant. I didn't distant from me. I didn't really get the identity. I was confused. I didn't know uh, what I was going to do. I didn't know what was going to happen. That's uh, when the role models are important. And uh, that's when we pick up so many of our uh, archetypes. Were we the golden child, the hero, the star? You know, it sounds like a good thing, but then the bar is so high that they can have, they can be unrealistic expectations. They have to perform at that high level all the time, whether it's sports or academics or whatever. And so even that can be a burden. But I was a lost child. I was a wild child, kind of the orphan. I like to say I grew up as an orphan in a family of six. And some kids get labeled as the lazy or the stupid or the, the sickly, the clown, the mama's boy, the daddy's girl, the rebel, or the little adult that had to grow up too soon. So that's, that's our youth. And that's the foundation. And did I get a good foundation so that in the 20s is where love and intimacy becomes a thing? Or is there just isolation and loneliness? Did, uh, do we find kindness and tenderness and warmth? Are we able to uh, find a partner, get married, go to college, have children? Or is it all stunted? And uh, the good news is, whatever happened, we can, we can change here in ACA. Those interpersonal bonds that were broken when I was a kid, they're healing here. They heal here all the time. Yeah, my parents were distant. My, my sisters, I have three sisters, they were distant. And my friendships faded away. But here, <laughs> I have hundreds of friends. I've been uh, going to the camp for 25 years. It's in the spring and fall here in California. And I haven't missed spring or fall for 25 years. And it is so wonderful. I have so many wonderful friends. And I've had some of my greatest breakthroughs at camp. The workshops are incredible. Um, Saturday night, there's a, a DJ dance. There's a talent show. I used to be so shy that I couldn't even go to the talent show. Now I'm up there singing a cappella. If that ain't recovery, what is? <laughs> really, the step study, though, made the biggest difference for me. You know, I, I started out in CODA and all well and good, you know, wherever it is, the 12 steps, it is my template for life. And uh, I live those 12 steps every day. But when I got to ACA and I saw the family dynamics, as you can see, family to me is the most powerful predictor. Though something can happen with, you know, uh, any authority figure, a traumatic thing can happen at any age in life and affect us the rest of our lives, but mainly growing up. So yeah, um, very blessed with a lot of 12-step. 
Um, and like I say, the step study has been the most powerful. Dismantling those family of origin issues, really coming, uh, there's this, this saying, focus, concentration, understanding leads to wisdom and transformation. And it's, I consider it completely automatic. If I can focus on something, if I can concentrate on it and come to understand it, even my own upbringing, I will gain wisdom and there will be transformation. So it's like, it works if you work it. And that's, that's how I do it. Focus, concentration, understand, wisdom, transformation. And uh, I don't know, Einstein said, if you don't, what do you say? <laughs> if you don't understand it well enough to explain it simply, or if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. So that's why I come to meetings. That's why I share. And telling my truth. I don't just call it sharing. I call it truthing because that's what we do. And uh, the hard stuff. And like I said, those interpersonal bonds that were broken, it seems like the only thing it really takes to rebuild them, to mend them, is to be vulnerable. And that's what I do here. And that's definitely what I did in the step studies. We, the first time we started out with 22, we ended up with 11. The last four times, it's been one-on-one. -on -one. We meet in the park for an hour and a half. And if we do one question or 20 questions, it doesn't matter, whatever it takes. And one time in the mall, sometimes in the backyard. And I don't care if I'm in the park or if I'm mall, in the mall, I'll be bawling my eyes out. <laughs> We're here to recover. It doesn't matter who sees or what they think. And friends, you do the step study with our friends for life. That's for sure. I, uh, I stay in contact. Unfortunately, a couple of them have even died. But they were a lot better off after the step study than they were before. I can tell you that. Um, so yeah, we had the don't talk, don't trust, don't feel rules in my family. And we break those here. That's kind of automatic too. You break those rules and you're gonna feel better about life. Don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. I like to add, don't look, don't listen, don't heal. They don't want you to look back and see what was going on before. They don't want you to listen to the other people in the family about how it was. They don't want you to heal. They want you to stay codependent. <laughs> they want you to be their slave. No, thank you. <laughs> so my inner child is alive and well. I, uh, I love bubbles and I love bicycles. So I take my bicycle and my bubble wands everywhere I go. <laughs> I don't know if you can see, but, oh, I have to change the camera. Um, okay, background, none background. So in the closet there is my costumes. There's 10 of them. <laughs> um, there's a cabinet full of model cars. You can see the posters on the wall, those are my, 12-step slogans and sayings. There's another cabinet full of dune buggies and superheroes. 
There's more posters. This cabinet, that's just toys. <laughs> I can't go to into a store without going through the toy department and seeing if there's something there that I like. And when I go to camp, I put them all in a box and put them out on the patio and everybody plays with them <laughs> and nothing has ever disappeared. Um, when I go to the dollar store, I buy crayons and coloring books and markers and bubble wands and all the neat stuff I can find. And uh, sometimes when I'm at camp, I put a table and it says inner child supplies free. <laughs> sometimes I bring them to meetings and set them up on a table because inner child is that important. Um, let's see if I can share the, the uh, there you go. Okay, screen share. Um, ah, not finding it. So the childlike qualities. Google it sometime. Creativity, enthusiasm, honesty, passion, compassion, just Children are so wonderful. They are so alive. You know, when I look at that list, I think, bring it on. Give me the whole thing. That's what I want. And so that's what I do as best I can. Um, the other list I wanted to share, but I'll just tell you, the mentoring list. You know, um, my father wasn't into sports, um, wasn't into politics wasn't into finances, you know, and my, my mother too, wasn't into, uh, gosh, music, wasn't into higher education, wasn't into uh, theater, wasn't into, gosh, I wish they taught me some musical instruments. All of these things that I could have learned that I didn't, but they just didn't have it to give to me. But now I have it to give to me. I can teach myself all those wonderful things. I'm going back to, this is Tom Sawyer Lake. This is down the street from me, <laughs> behind me there. And uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah. I'm going to jump on to higher power because higher power Have you ever noticed it's in 12 of the six, I mean, in six of the 12 steps, it must be important. <laughs> it's three times in step 11. And it says in the big red book that we make no apologies. That is a spiritually based program. Why? Because it's the only one that works. <laughs> so higher power. Great Spirit, the Infinite, God, the Force, whatever you want to call it, call it. <laughs> and so many people in ACA have a problem with it. That's why I thought it was important. I was going to do the whole talk about higher power, but there was so much good stuff on inner child I couldn't, couldn't resist. Um, God carries a lot of baggage, so yeah, a lot of people don't like it. Um, I kind of like the infinite because you can have your God. He can have their God. They can have their God, but there's only one infinite. <laughs> it covers everything. 
So, yeah, spiritually based. And, uh, of course, a lot of scientific evidence for that. Uh, you know, it, it seems like a very solid world, but uh, did you know that if you look at actually look at an atom, it's 99.9 .9 with 13 nines behind it, empty space. The electrons, the protons, <laughs> there's hardly anything there. If, uh, if, the, uh, if the proton at the middle of the, the atom was at, at the pitcher's mound, the electrons spinning around would be outside the baseball stadium. <laughs> That's how much empty space there is. So yeah, a lot of uh, life is very spiritual when you think about it. Um, so nature, I, uh, I had a problem with God too. When I was a teenager, I don't know what it was. I was raised in, in a church and, uh, I don't know if it was the angry, jealous God or just that so much shit goes on. Why doesn't God fix it? You know, it seems like, but I realized it's a playing field and it's a wonderful game. It's an incredible game. Life, oh, it's so amazing. But you know what? When we go out to play a game, you know, take football, for instance. Some kids go home in a wheelchair for the rest of their life. But, you know, they chose to be there. They wanted to be there. And I'm sure many of them had no regrets. They were in, enjoying their life. Um, so, yeah. I was mad at God, and I said I didn't believe in God. I believed in good, which apparently they're kind of the same thing. But I read this book, um, Original Blessing, that uh, somebody in the church came up with original sin. And according to this book, it was kind of a plot, a plan to put the church between us and God. And no thank you. <laughs> Before that happened was original blessing. God was in the sky, in the water, in the trees, in the wolves. Hallelujah, I'm home. I am home. I love nature so much. And to me, nature is God. You know, at my second wedding, uh, we made everybody march up into the forest in this circle of trees, which they call a cathedral. and. Uh, it was wonderful. That was definitely a cathedral for me. So let's see. Um, I didn't mention yet. Um, I was sharing from my blog. I've been, uh, like I said, I've been going to meetings and retreats and step studies for 25 years. And it was just too interesting. I had to make notes. And my wife said, well, you should uh, share them with people and do a blog. So she set it up and I put it and I started putting stuff in there. And uh, I don't sell anything. The point is recovery, nothing else. So if you want to take a look sometime, um, rename. Can I rename? Yes. Cowboydharma.com. Oops. 
the uh, the cowboy is the western side, um, which also includes twelve step, my favorite, but psychology and uh, teachers like Brene Brown and uh, Eckhart Tolle, and the Dharma side, twelve thousand years of Eastern philosophy. You know, if it's been around that long, there must be something to it. And the two of them fit together so well. I swear there's there's Eastern philosophy in ACA too. It's It's got some roots there for sure. So um, all the things I'm talking about are, are in there if you wanna take a look. So let's see. Um, in fact, there's there's a big connection between nature and higher power. I don't know if you've heard of it, but sacred geometry. Um, the math, the incredible things like the way the, the pineapple is designed, the way the pine cone is designed, the way the sunflower is designed, it's all math. It's crazy beautiful. It's crazy wonderful. In fact, uh, my favorite one is a 20-minute cartoon called Donald Duck and Math Magic Land. And he shows the math behind music and art and science. And it's just amazing. You won't believe what your eyes when you see it. But just Googling uh, sacred geometry, it just brought me so much closer to my higher power when I saw all of that. Um. So what happened to higher power? I don't know, it's, it's crazy. It looks like God has been being pushed out for a long time and I'm with, with God was nature. When we got civilized, nature was a little too wild it seems. And so we, we moved into cities and we built walls around the city to keep out nature. And since nature is higher power, kept out a lot of higher power too. You know, I I understand worshiping the sky and the water and all of that. I don't do it, but I sure love it. And so what did mankind do to compensate? In the middle of the town on the highest hill, they built a cathedral, a church, a temple, and uh, locked up God inside. <laughs> but it did kind of get in the way between the people and their higher power. I heard once that uh, your parents' higher power is too small for you. And I believe that to be true. We all have to figure out our own. So, but a lot of men weren't satisfied with that, the church having all the power. So they built palaces and castles, sometimes right over the church in the center of town huge, beautiful, God got pushed out again. And then the government said, no, that's not gonna work either. So they built their city halls, <laughs> all their government buildings in the center of town, sky high. Yeah. Well, look, at, look around now in the city. Who's got the tall buildings? Corporations. <sighs> Cash is king. Greed is good. And those have become our gods, whether it's the banks, whether it's entertainment, 
whether it's fashion, you know, it's, it seems wrong, <laughs> but if they can get right with their higher power, then, then it's all good. And we seem to be moving in that direction. There's good people in the corporations too, doing good things. And we sure need it nowadays. That's, that's for sure. So that's one way higher power got pushed out. The other one, uh, you know, why are we so separate from higher power? Why are we so separate from each other? It seems like we're built that way. Two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, two hands. So everything is separate. It's to, to make distance between things. And our minds are just set up that way. We even have two sides to our brain. And we have two feet so we can walk over here and walk over there. So, yeah, separation bias. And it is so, goes so deep in us. Um, check my notes here. Yeah. Another reason is... Uh, if we weren't one of the lucky ones, if we did have, had, did have a difficult time growing up, you know, our parents had total power over us. They gave us our food. They gave us shelter, our clothes. They told us what to do, and we had to listen. They had complete power. And uh, in the old days, power over life and death. And some parents, <laughs> they'll threaten you with life and death. And it's only natural that that gets overlaid on our higher power. So if we had difficult parents, yeah, difficulties. And I don't know. I hope you can find your way to a, a loving and kind higher power through your loving and kind inner parent. Um, one, one friend of mine at camp, she said, you know, I was beaten and raped. Where was God for me? And I understand that's a difficult situation. That's hard to reconcile. But you know, I told her, scream at God, yell at God, whatever you got to do. God can take it. And if one day you'll get tired of screaming and yelling and maybe, maybe some little bit of understanding will come and and we'll grow. Understand that it was a game and we were on the, the playing field and uh, we had to deal with what came our way. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the other way was uh, the age of enlightenment. When uh, I think, therefore I am. We thought it was a good thing ration and reason and uh, the industrial revolution but we moved into our heads and I always say that's what I did I reached out for my parents and they didn't push me away like so many have but they didn't pull me in so I felt like I was pushed away so my body tensed up my heart tensed up. It became a, a fist. And it froze. And it turned to stone. 
Thank God for ACA. Thank God for you guys. Thank God for 12-step. Because hearing your stories is hearing my story. Telling my story. The life and the blood came back. It warmed up. The stone heart shattered, and that was just what I need. You guys broke my heart, and that's just what I needed. And now that, that hand is warm, and it reaches out. It reaches out for all my brothers and sisters, my stepbrothers and my stepsisters. That's why I'm Brother Lars. I was on my way to Yosemite, and I was so happy. <laughs> I stopped into the gas station and I was just bubbling with joy. And the person, the lady behind the counter said, are you a 12-stepper? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and I realized we're all brothers and sisters. And I love you guys. And mainly because of camp, but because of going to meetings too, getting those hugs. I can tell you I love you. <laughs> And I can tell hundreds of people I love them and I can hug them and it's not weird <laughs> or at least not that weird. <laughs> Sometimes it's weird, but that's okay. It is totally different than before. Like I said, I was so shy. Now I'm out of my shell. Living large. <laughs> my initials are actually LG, like large. And they're actually LRG. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the age of reason, the industrial revolution, consumerism, conquest, that was taking over. But another, but people realized. And so romanticism came. People went back to the heart. And I like to say heart over head. You know, head is great. We need, we need to reason. We need to figure things out. But, oh, what's the, what's the thing? It is only with the heart that we can see rightly. And that's the truth. And that's what I want for my life. Uh, let's see. Yeah, our two hands, when, when we bring them together and close our eyes, we bring everything together in prayer and meditation. And uh, prayer and meditation are so wonderful. I have to say something about that too. It took me a while to, to understand meditation. It seems to be three parts. And uh, calm abiding is the first one. They call it uh, the grassy field for the cow of mind. That we just let it all go. And uh, it's, it's, the way I do it is I move from the head to the body, whether I'm feeling my breath or feeling the air in the room, feeling the temperature, feeling my body on the couch, 
I'm moving from sensate from cognition to sensation. So it's simple, not always easy, but closing my eyes and moving to my senses. Whatever sense I want to focus on. Feeling, gravity, sound, hearing the sounds, whatever calms me down. And I like to use mantras too. Very simple ones, like, and I use one on the part on the in-breath, one part on the out-breath. My favorite is resting. Resting. One, I'm telling my body what to do. Two, I'm telling my mind what to do. And it's so simple that it bores the mind to sleep. And in, out, in, out, or the, the chest, rise, fall, rise, fall. And I can cut off the world. Um, in Eastern uh, philosophy, they call it samsara, the spinning, the spinning mind, the monkey mind that's making me crazy. If I can really calm down and get into my body, I get out of my head and it becomes nirvana. Nirvana literally is to blow out, like blowing out a candle. And I blow out all thoughts, all thinking. So it's really helpful. Um, I'm miss anything real good here in my notes. <laughs> and I am I'm missing plenty. Ah, interdependence deserves mention. It seems like we're all separate. But take this piece of paper. What's in this piece of paper? Wood? Yeah. But what's in the wood? There's a tree. And what's in the tree? Sunshine, rain, earth, a logger, the logger's lunch, <laughs> the logger's axe. The whole universe is in that piece of paper. And if you take out one thing, you take out the tree, no paper. Take out the sunshine, no paper. And we're just the same. We're connected in a million ways, a billion ways. We even have a connection all the way back to the beginning of time. Our umbilical cord, <laughs> an actual physical cord that went to our mother and hers went to her mother and hers went to her mother all the way back. And that's our connection to higher power, too. Uh, neat short story is pastor wanted to explain higher power. So he brings out a vacuum and throws some dirt down. And he says, can this vacuum suck up that dirt? And I says, sure it can. So he picks up the vacuum and goes, didn't work. It's not plugged in. <laughs> we got to be plugged in. Higher power, the source. So he plugs it in, still doesn't work. You gotta turn it on. <laughs> That's paying attention. 
And yes, I got to pay attention to higher power. I got to figure out higher power. I got to find the higher power of my understanding, whatever that is. Um, AA calls it G-O-D, group of drunks, <laughs> whatever it takes. Nature, you know. Uh, looks like I got to get to the conclusion page. So in conclusion, courage. C-O-R is actually the Latin word from heart. And you guys are so courageous. You have so much heart. Everybody else is running away from pain and suffering. You're running to it. You want to figure it out. And you're the ones who are going to figure it out and put it behind you. And, you know, it's not going to go away completely, but you're going to heal. But, you know, a broken bone heals stronger than it was before. It'll never break again in that spot. That's for sure. Revolutionary. You guys are all revolutionaries. So row your boat gently down the stream. Be kind to yourself. Merrily, merrily, merrily. Because life is but a dream. It's all up here. We make it all up. You know, it seems like that lake is out there, but it's just a picture I'm creating in my head. And I want to make it a blessing and not a curse. Um, um, during the, the war, Churchill said, we will draw from the heart of suffering itself, the means of inspiration and survival. Eckhart Tolle says, uh, it's your cross and it will be your ascension. You know, if, the more you learn about your problems, the better you're, you can be at helping other people overcome them. Whatever it was, however you might have been abused, physically, emotionally, verbally, sexually. And I wasn't actively abused. I was neglected, which is another kind of abuse. Yipe, 40 seconds. <laughs> so you'll see in my blog, The Sanity Files, and that's what I've been reading from. Higher power, inner child, loving inner parent, true self. Those are all the sanity files. Start making notes and building your own sanity files so that you can uh, find your own serenity, your own sanity. And uh, do the 12 step all you can. Read the books, go to the retreats, step studies. It works for me, it'll work for you. So that's my time. In conclusion, uh, the conclusion of my last step study, I really found forgiveness for myself, compassion for myself. And it really does lead to love for others. So I hope you find that too. And that's what 12 step is all about. That's what truthing is all about. So one thing we do at camp, and I would love to do here at any time during camp, you can call for a group hug. So anybody who can join me, ah, 
feels so good. Ah, that's vulnerability. Ah, that's recovery. Recovering what was lost and stolen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, part, for being part of my recovery. <laughs>